Welcome to You Gotta Have Faith. What is faith? In Hebrews 11, chapter 1, verse, the Apostle Paul writes, Faith is the substance of things hoped for and evidence of things not seen. One playwright writes, it's a belief when you see white, when your eyes tell you black. It's a belief when no one else believes. Dr. King says, if you don't believe in something, you'll fall for anything. This is a podcast about faith. This is a Christian podcast where we share our faith and belief in God, and also in mankind, the goodness and kindness in mankind. In today's world, we see lots of ugliness based on racism, misogyny, and age-old grudges. But there is goodness in all of us. There is goodness in this world. But it begins with our belief. you got to have faith. Today is um, uh, November the 17th, 2018, and we have the whole gang here, Deb and Craig. Howdy. Howdy. Hey there. How's everybody doing? <laughs> All right. In this very dusty, dusty Bay Area um, Saturday morning. I'm hoping that the, uh, the weather will let up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, that'll be nice. Um, let me boost your volume a little bit. Okay. Yeah, there you go. There you go. And this is actually a pre-Thanksgiving, uh, so we want to wish everyone a happy Thanksgiving uh, because this will be the uh, last time before, you know, the next time you hear us, it, it won't be Thanksgiving anymore. So uh, happy Thanksgiving to everybody. And today we are going to talk on Second Timothy 3. We're going to jump in verses 6 and 7 and also, I believe, verses 16 through 18. We may jump around a little bit. And we'll also touch into the, um, the Jewish Talmud as well. But first, let me uh, open us up in prayer. Heavenly Father, I truly thank you for waking us up this wonderful Saturday morning. We uh, thank you, we love you, and we praise your name, and that's why we have this podcast every Saturday. We want to make sure that everything that we say is blessed with the love of you. Uh, We thank you for motivating us. And we ask that you bless everyone as we go to our families and friends for the, um, the holiday season for Thanksgiving. And that, um, and that we are that we ex- that we give love to those family members, and that we receive love. And uh, even for those who cannot be with family members, that they receive love and give love to the friends and uh, the people, and sometimes even strangers along the way. Um, we want to make sure that everything that we say, that we do, is imbued by the love of you. And we thank you so much for motivating us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Lovely. So, um, what was on my mind, not only do we have the holiday season, but also tomorrow, on November the 18th, will be the 40th anniversary of a very tragic event at Jonestown. And I don't want to bum anybody out, but I feel that uh, it, it's, it's just something that has been on my mind ever since I read into a newspaper when I was eight years old, just seeing... Um, There was a famous Newsweek um, picture of the Jonestown Massacre. And I remember asking my mom, I was like, how did all this happen? And she tried to explain to me, well, these folks, uh, they went to a church, and uh, there was this preacher named Jim Jones, and um, he was a bad man, and and these people either committed suicide or or they were killed. And it was very difficult for her to to explain to an 8-year-old. It's difficult to explain to anyone. Oh, sure. Oh, oh, absolutely. Definitely to a young person. (laughs) Yeah. But how can you go to church and receive the Word of God or, you know, come to what, what, you know, because when I've gone to church, especially as a kid, 
it was always a place of community, a place where you can feel warm, where you, where you can sort of, um, I don't know, just, it, it, was a, it was a warm and wonderful community, and how community can be, um, can turn so horribly bad. And uh, it's something that has just remained on my mind throughout the years, um, how, because it, when you think about it, when we all go to church, we're sort of vulnerable. I mean, we're sort of vulnerable. We, we, we go in. Sometimes we go in with our own personal issues, with our own personal problems. Sometimes we go in with questions about our faith. Is there a God? And we want answers. And, and we depend on uh, the preacher, the pastor. We depend on the, uh, the community to be warming and loving and, and welcoming to us. I mean, that's why all of us are... Are, are strong in our faith. I remember you, Craig, you were talking about how you went back into the church, the Episcopal Church. Yeah, well, it was a, it was a practical matter for me, like it is for a lot of people, mm-hmm. you know. You know, you feel a kind of emptiness and you want to, you know, you, you would like that fulfillment, Yeah. you know, and, uh, you know, you want the cookie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sure. But, and you're used to the sort of ritual. I mean, there's a ritual that feels comfortable for you, oh, whatever, the, whatever the ritual may whatever be. Whatever that ritual may be, yeah. Yeah, or the leaders that you encounter. Mm-hmm. Oh, or the leaders that you encounter mm-hmm. um, inspire you. Yeah, yeah for yeah, whatever exactly. reason. Like, this, this Jim Jones was a Pentecostal leader. Yeah. He was so convincing that he convinced people that he used to preach to in Indiana to come to San Francisco, That's exactly right. start the People's Church, mm-hmm. and then once um, a news article was about to come out with some of the horrible things that were happening in his church to his congregation, he took them and fled to the jungle. Uh, yeah, exactly. I believe um, Tim Reitersman, I think, was the writer who wrote exposing what was going on. They were concerned citizens, and they were... Exposing the reality of what was happening in Jonestown, and that was when he took his flock to Jonestown. And actually, there were folks who went to Jonestown before Jim Jones to create this utopian, the utopian world, sort of a hippie, you know, or like a late '70s hippie commune, commune, which had all the best intentions. And of course, when Jim Jones came in, it really devolved into really just horrible. I mean, I think about the heart of darkness. I forget who wrote that. Yeah. But uh, it, it became Conrad, really, really, Joseph really... Conrad. Yeah, thank you, Joseph Conrad. Yeah, well, because Jim Jones was drunk with power, yes. he eventually started calling himself God this morning. Yeah, yeah, he wrote a, uh, a thing called The Letter Killer. Basically, he was trying to separate his congregation from the Bible because, obviously, he was doing a lot of things contradictory to the Bible. And he wanted to just, um, he, he had all sorts of mind games going on. But before I go into that, I want to read the, the Bible verse, and then we can talk about some of the things that happened in Jonestown and some of the things that I think we can look out for when we go walk into a church or what we expect from our leaders. So here is 2 Timothy 3, I'll read verses uh, 6 and 7. 2 Timothy 3, verses 6 through 7, and then I'm going to jump into verses 14 through 17, and I'm reading the NIV version. Um, there are, they are the kind who worm their way into homes and gain control over gullible women who are loaded down with sins and are swayed by all kinds of evil desires, always leaning, but never able to come to a knowledge of the truth. And I'm actually going to read verse 8 as well. Just as Janus and Jambres opposed Moses, so also these teachers oppose the truth. They are men of depraved minds who, as far as the faith is concerned, are rejected. Okay, now I'm going to jump into verses 14 through 17. 
But as for you, continue in what you have learned and what you have been convinced of, because you know these from whom you've learned it, and how from infancy, infancy, you have known the holy scriptures, which you are able, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. So there you go. Oh, getting into verse 8 in 2 Timothy 3, just as Janice and Jarvis opposed Moses, and basically that was what I was trying to get to, why, you know, someone may say, who are these individuals? And it's in the Jewish Talmud who these individuals are. Yeah, they would be, and the people that Timothy is addressing were familiar with these with these stories and familiar with this kind of idea. Exactly. And he's just reinforcing that, like, you know what the scripture says. You exactly. Know, you understand the structure of this. Yeah, and he's, and he's warning, uh, to, uh, Paul is warning in Second Timothy, so also these teachers oppose the truth. There are men of depraved minds who, as far as his faith is concerned, are rejected. But they will not get very far because, in the case of those men, the, their folly will be clear to everyone. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. So so here's some things that I sort of wrote down. Um, Number one, when you, because when, you know, all of us go into church, all of us uh, listen to, we, you know, we read the Bible by ourselves. Sometimes we try to discern the truth by ourselves, but, you know, we, we go, we seek a spiritual leader because we believe that he or she knows better than we are, and we look upon them to guide us. Right. How do we know? Who to follow and who not to follow. These are some things that I've thought of, and I know you guys have written some things down as well. Number one, are they putting themselves first or God first? Are you allowed to challenge them? So that's number one. Um, can you question? And I, you know, I talked to you, Craig, about Father Justin, um, your pastor. Mm-hmm. Because not only does he preach, but also I know on Wednesdays you guys have Bible study. And those are the times where you can actually, you know, go back and forth and talk and, you know. Yeah. And, and There's a certain structure there. But, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's pretty casual. But Should we hit pause? That's not me. Oh. Okay. No, 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 I've declined it. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just saying, you know, I mean, he, he comes forward uh, often. Mm-hmm. Um, to say, like, bless you. Mm-hmm. To say, like, hey, I'm a human being. I have faults. Yes. Guess what? You know, I've got problems. Yep. You know, personal problems, mm-hmm. you know, that have nothing to do with you guys. Yep. You know, and some that have everything to do with you guys. Mm-hmm. And that's who I am. Yeah. You know, I'm a, fa- I'm a fallible person. I just happen to be up here. Those are the leaders that I like. I just, ha- I just happen to be up here right now. Mm-hmm. You could be up here right now, but it's my job. Yeah. To do so, and I'm going to do it the best way I can with your help, mm-hmm. with your help, and so that's the difference between the sentence that I liked, and I have it a little differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is uh, they will look like they are religious, but deny God's power. Wow! And what version? What version? I think it's. I think yeah. yours says something about they will lean towards faith. Yeah, you know. No, I like that. But yeah. you know, I mean, to me that that helps. You know. The layperson, the vulnerable person, the mm-hmm. person who's willing to be led, yeah, um, you know, also be be a disciple or be a lamb mm-hmm. of God, but also be discerning. Yes, I mean, two different things are being asked of you here. One is to 
don't throw your faith into, you know, someone who's going to, you know, destroy you themselves and mm-hmm. the world. Yeah. I mean, the very, you didn't read the top of Timothy, but the, mm-hmm. the very beginning of this verse 3, he's talking about the end of days. Yes. You know, sort of an apocalyptic idea. And I think that's what a lot of these people, the Koreshes, the, to me growing up, it was the Manson family. To you, it was... Uh, yeah, it was Jonestown. What, sure. what you see is a spiritual leader who is, you know, kind of you know exploiting people's fears yes. and, and dependence yes. upon religion mm-hmm. in order to that they may arrive weak. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what a lot of people have problems with Christianity is that yes, you're supposed to be humble. Yes, you're supposed to be a follower. Yes, there is a leader, God, and in his surrogate priests and, and, and religious religious authorities right, and, right. and the structure of the church or the word of mm-hmm. the Bible. Yes. And I think that's what turns a lot of people off is because a portion of being involved in the community and being involved in a religious faith is following. Yeah. So yeah. how do you do that in a healthy way? Yeah. That's who, do you, who do you know what to who to follow? You know, yeah. Or when does it become destructive? Yes. You know. Mm-hmm. So we're being asked two different things. We're being asked to follow, and we're being asked to be to discern. Mm-hmm. You right. Know, yeah. That as well. And before I go on to question two, Deb, did you have any thoughts? I have so many thoughts. <laughs> um, <laughs> thoughtful. How do how do you s- select? to follow. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's our pervasive yeah. theme. Like when you went into college, when you went to, um, no, oh, to Baylor, Baylor. Baylor, yeah, I'm sure you didn't just accept everything that, you know, like your teachers, I mean, sure, there was a back and forth, like you used to say, hey, I don't understand this or whatever. I mean, did you develop an ability to question? Um, I feel like I question everything from childhood, <laughs> but, um, but Particularly at Baylor, you know, we had a, a very focused education that was that was um, centered on Christ. Yeah. So, um, in addition to questioning my professors in class, mm-hmm. um, I visited a lot of churches um, because I wanted. To, I mean, in addition to. I think what we, we were talking about is mm-hmm. a leader who has integrity. Yes. Um, a leader who is looking out for the people in his flock, mm-hmm. and a, and a leader who is following mm-hmm. um, the mandates of God. Yeah. Um, I look for somebody that can inspire me. Yeah. So, and I think that when you look at some of these Pentecostal leaders and these um, mm-hmm. people that you see on TV, sure. like they're really good actors yes. and, and speakers and, and vibrant and alive and people are drawn to that. Yeah. Um, and, and it can be very difficult to discern whether or not they have integrity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and so I think that's why I don't have a church. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think, you know, I've gone to several churches as well, and I, you know, when you mentioned one good thing: going to different churches, especially different denominations. Like I've gone to yeah. your Church, Craig. I've gone to Catholic Church. I went to St. Leo's uh, for several years, uh, a couple of years ago. That was close to where I lived at the time. Yeah, St. Louis is wonderful. I mean, it's it's very it's it's if you're if you're if you love if Catholicism is the ritual that you're used to, that that is a wonderful uh, mm-hmm. place, and they've been they were very comforting to me. They wanted me to you know get into Catholicism, and I'm I'm a Baptist, so 
It's different. I mean, not that if one is better than the other. But when I was growing up, I went to different churches. Not only did I go to Metropolitan Baptist Church, but my dad had a singing group, and we would right. go to different right. churches. So you got to see how different people kind of exactly. worship and how, yeah. they, how they do their thing and stuff. Exactly. And you got to see both the good and the bad. I saw, you know, there was one... I was like an 11-year-old kid who was, doing pre, who was doing a sermon at one point. I was like, okay, wait a minute, 11-year-old kid? I don't know how that's appropriate, you know. I mean, not to say it's good or bad or whatever, but to see different types. And I think that if you have a leader who is open to you getting in different types of religions and faiths so that you can, you know, make comparisons, I think that's, that's a healthy thing. And also, I've always, it's, you know, I remember I had a teacher, Jim Nathanson, a civics teacher at my high school who would say, always challenge authority. If, you know, even good authority, bad authority, if you challenge authority and they answer correctly, if, they, if, it, if it resonates within you, then that's fine. Right. Um, but if they don't or if they have a problem, you know, there's some authority figures you're like, hey, don't question me. I, I told you something, and that is what it is. Because a good leader so, will so, talk you through that. Exactly. And answer your questions. Yeah, which brings uh, to you. So that's so that's one. You know. Um, well, my my question that I wrote down earlier sure. yeah. um, was actually this: Why don't you have a church? Why don't <laughs> I have a church? Well, um, one is practicality. There's just not a church close to where I am, and I don't. I, you know, if I if I ever got off my deltas and actually got a car, then it would be easier for me to to do that. Also, I don't like necessarily being. And that's just, this is just me. I'm not saying it's bad or right or wrong, but I don't like necessarily being tethered down to one particular um, faith or ritual. I mean, not faith, but a one particular ritual. There, there was a time where I did go to one particular church, and it was sort of expected, okay, well, we're expecting you this time around, and, you know, and want you to connect. And sometimes that can be very forced. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, okay, well, you know, you're a part of our community. And but at the same time, it's good to have a community. Oh, I, understand. Yeah. I understand what you're saying, Reg, because, yeah. you know, the whole, if you're going to put yourself out there and be yeah. vulnerable and you want it to be organic. Yes. And, yeah. uh, and, and that's, what, that's what anybody wants mm-hmm. when you're thinking about, like, a relationship. Yes. A relationship with the church or a relationship with someone, mm-hmm. relationship with God. Yeah. You know. The, the whole point of it is you want it to feel natural. You and know, you don't want it to be forced. It has to be, it has to be organic. Nevertheless, you know, I mean, I feel like in my life, and yes. I, you know, and I'm, I'm gonna, I'm probably gonna be a little preachy here, so okay. stand back. Uh, mm-hmm. no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. But I'm just saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. What I, what, what I've learned, yes, in, and is that you need some basic things to establish this relationship, and or to have it be established yes. with you. It's you know it's gotta you know it's gotta go both ways. But mm-hmm. the, the things that I, I really think one, you need a common goal. You and uh, you, know, your, you know, your church or your God or your partner or whatever mm-hmm. uh, need a common goal. You need to have something you both agree on. Like this is what I want. This is yeah. what I want in my life. Yeah. You know, if I wanna I want to be spiritually fulfilled here and I want to I want to give joy and receive joy here. Mm-hmm. You know, this is this is you know, do you agree? And, you know, hopefully hopefully in that relationship, that's the common goal. The two is respect for one another, respect for the Lord, respect for your partner, and self-respect. You know, you got to start with yourself, otherwise yeah. you can't give it. Yeah. And then three is got to be honest to, to yourself and honest to 
each other. Yes. You know, so many churches I've gone in, and there's this kind of politics going on. Yeah. And, you know, it turns people off. Yes. Okay. You know, and you, you just want to say, like, who are you really? Yeah. You know, like when you let your when you let the God goggles off mm-hmm. and sit yeah. down and, you know, because I'm a person who's coming here kind of like, i got problems, you know, and I'm not really going to spill them on the table, but I'm not going to deny them either. Yeah. You know, I want to be real. You yeah. be real. Yeah. And so... So having that, uh, you know, mm-hmm. that honesty, having that common goal, having that respect for one another is the establishment of a relationship. These are the things we ask. And they have to, to be worked on every day. day. These are all active things. Yeah. These are all active yeah. things. You know, and I come, you know, I, I, I like in an Episcopal church. There's a lot of skepticism involved in the Episcopal church. I mean, you know, people kind of, a lot of people as far as faith goes and as far as service goes, are they are just putting their toes in the water. Mm-hmm. And that's about as far as they want to go. They do not want to dive mm-hmm. in. Well, yeah. They don't have the tools. Oh, they don't the tools. Or it's just all they want is just that little piece yeah. of ritual. Or just that little, yeah. you know, yeah. just, just give me my, uh, you know, wafer and, and my. So and I feel a little magic. I feel a little whole. Yeah, mumbo jumbo. And then I, I'm good for a week. Yeah. These are all wonderful call-outs. And, 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 and I totally agree. And that's a reality yeah. or some portion of it. And you've got to find out whether, mm-hmm. you know, is, you know, is that the person I really want to be singing and praying with yeah. or not? You know, and that's a totally personal decision. But one thing I'm saying is, like, to me, the ritual kind of, it, it's sort of like getting my battery charged. Sure. You know, and, and to other people, it's the same thing. You know, it's a yeah. personal kind of thing. And, and it's organic for you. I mean, it's something that you're used to. It's something that you well, grew up with. It's something, yeah, something I just understand. Yeah. You know, when you mentioned politics, I'm glad that you mentioned that because I'm not saying that, you know, like, if there are churches, if, you know, there are some dysfunctional churches, um, which are not necessarily bad. I mean, the, I remember uh, Metropolitan Baptist Church. There was one meeting that I went to when I was a young kid, and they were discussing whether to use the funds of the church to build a new edifice or to just fix, you know, the old church. And there were some old members who were like, oh, we love the old congregation, and they were sort of, I remember the old days where, you know, we sat here and there, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And they were totally opposed to tearing down the church. Yeah, doing something new. Yeah. And, they, of course, they were the newer members or whatever. So there's some back and forth. And there's some churches who have financial problems. There was one church I went into um, a couple of years ago, and they passed the collection plate at least three, four, five times because they just needed money. And it's sort of a turnoff to me, but I understood why. You know, you still have to pay the bills. It's reality. You, you still have to, those doors you open. Still have to keep the rent and all of that yeah. sort of stuff. And let's say there are other issues that go on. So if a church can recognize their issues and be honest, just like what you were saying, Craig, that's fine. But when you start using deception, or let's say when you start hiding the dysfunction or you allow the dysfunction to creep into the your your um, the, what the preacher's preaching, you know. One of the problems with Jim Jones, I, I really do believe that Jim Jones at one time was an authentic, pure preacher when he was in Indiana. But he had some internal issues. He had drug issues. Mm-hmm. I personally think he had issues with his sexuality that he didn't want to address. And I think he earnestly f- focused on that when he was in Indiana. But I think he totally diverged from that when he went to uh, San Francisco. He got into drugs. He became power-hungry. I think that he, you know, 
he had a, a, a large, a large, the largest congregation that he ever had, and he used people against one another. He yeah. used the Indiana folks against the Ukiah folks, who were more hippies. He used the hippie folks against the folks who were, you know, large black congregation in San Francisco. He used those folks against them, and he enjoyed it. And he had the dysfunction, but he, instead of focusing, instead of being honest about that dysfunction, he allowed it to corrupt himself. And yeah. so these people couldn't see all of the dysfunction. Yeah. And so as Paul calls out all the attributes that we should look for in a exactly. leader, he was presenting those things. Exactly. And so how do you, how do you, how does a person mm-hmm. who wants to walk in faith, yes. who finds a charismatic leader that inspires them, mm-hmm. how do they, as, as you asked, mm-hmm. discern whether they are a good leader? Yeah. Well, it's just like what you were saying. Well, they say love is blind, right? Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes people have blind faith. Um, and That's you, a phrase that is said often. And, yeah. we, and we blame them yeah. for their own folly, their yeah. own – I mean, you could, you could blame, you know, the leader, and you, but a lot of people blame the victims of this. Sure. And I would have to say, like, what we're trying to find here, especially in Timothy. Yes. And I, there's another verse, if we have time, I sure. yeah. throw, throw in later. But uh, is, you know, and one of the things that you're asking, Deb, and I'm asking too, is, well, how – does one discern these things? And Paul's given us a good list of attributes. What? But again, mm-hmm. like I was saying, like a lot of people present these attributes to us. Yeah. Like even in a relationship, you know, there's that honeymoon, they say, oh, honeymoon, yeah, where that. everyone is, you yeah. know, you don't show what you look like <laughs> when, you, oh, sure, sure, when yeah. you're feeling shitty or like. Oh, that little irritable thing you just Yeah. So cute. Yeah. yeah. And now, now it's, 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 it's kind of. Well, that's, that's why I brought in point number one, my, at least my point one. Yes. Is the preacher, the person you're listening to, are they putting themselves first or God first? And is it consistently putting themselves first or God first? And you have a way of discerning that. I mean, you can you can tell. I mean, you know, there was a point where I think I get a feeling that the folks in Jonestown, well, not I mean, when, by the time they got to Guyana, I think it was too late. But I think even when they were in San Francisco, Jim Jones was giving sermons where, you know, you had to really, really question. I mean, there's some tapes out there where you can hear him speaking, and you're like, wait a minute. Really? Is he putting himself first or is he putting God first? That's a good, um, good measure. Yeah. Number two, will their teachings allow you to connect with others, even those who don't share your beliefs? You know. Um, I think that was an important question. Yeah. For yeah. sure. Yeah. It, is okay. it, is it, are you being isolated from uh-huh. other people? That's really, yeah, that's. That's the most destructive thing that I think could happen with a congregation is yes. when you can't cross over mm-hmm. to see another person's point of view. Yeah. You know, you really need to be able to do that. Yeah. You just need to be able to do that because people are different. Absolutely. You know, and you need to and you need to understand and, and love their differences. You know, and, and celebrate their differences rather than just sit there and point at it. You know, like, yeah. like this is some kind of this is some kind of border that cannot be crossed. Yeah. You know, between you and I. Yeah, that's why it, that's why establishing that relationship mm-hmm. is you know establishing you know healthy ways of going forward in, mm-hmm. in you know in a relationship with God, a relationship with someone else, a relationship with the community. You know, establishing that forward motion. Yeah, you know, it's, it's got to be number yeah. one. And not only connecting with people who think differently, not to convert them, not to say, oh, yes, I know that your differences are different than mine. Well, let me show you where you're wrong. Right. That's, that, that you know. It's still going back to the, 
golden rule. Exactly. Right? Respect. Love that neighbor as the, as exactly. Yeah. Now, what, did you have any thoughts, Tim? Um, <laughs> um, well, I was thinking more about the second verse that you called out yeah. and Paul's reflection of how important it is to trust and rely on your Bible and that you need the Bible. Yeah. And, um, and again, we mentioned that, you know, the Bible, the scripture that Paul is referring to at this point is just the Old Testament. Because yes. the New Testament is being lived and written. That's exactly right. Um, but the, the Old Testament teaches us God's laws around humanity. Mm-hmm. Um, it teaches us to be righteous. You know, it shows us how to love God. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, and I was saying, I, I was kind of joking earlier, but I was like, it's the ultimate self-help book. Yeah. It is. It is. <laughs> um, and I was thinking, why do we need the Bible? Because before this podcast, I don't think I'd cracked open my Bible for a long time to actually look at the verse. That's right. Yeah. I would go to church. I recognize the stories. But I don't think I actually read my Bible okay. um, for a long time. Yeah. And, and I think that... I have learned through this process that it's really useful for all of life mm-hmm. and that to be godly is an everyday activity. It's an yeah. everyday work, as, as you were mentioning. It's like a muscle. It's like a workout. It's not magic. Yeah. I can't just, like, go to one church service and then be godly. Right. <laughs> I mean, there's, some, there's some days, like this week in Bible study, we were talking about the end of days, the apocalypse. Like, we really need to hear about that right now. But, you know, it's not always, you know, fun and kittens either. I mean, even though I'm getting a lot of, uh, I look at the past, what, 50 or so episodes of what we're doing here. And yeah. Same like you, Deb. I kind of like, you know, I didn't really, you know, I mean, I heard the pretty stories and I kind of knew what they were, but I didn't really kind of like think about them very much or any kind of like idea that they're applicable in any way, you know, the parables and the stories and the, you know, the scripture and so forth. Mm-hmm. And it's only in the past, uh, like, two years that it's become like, oh, my God, this is kind of like a little, this is a lifesaver. Yeah. You know, there's like, but, you know, it's, but like I said, like this week, wasn't all fun and kittens. <laughs> you know, just mm-hmm. like this week for a lot of people who are just trying to breathe out here in the Bay Area. Yeah. It's not a lot of fun yeah. and kittens. Um, but, but it's, but there's a, there's a certain structure um, to it and a, and a lovingness and, and a beauty even sometimes in the words it kind of like really inspires and yeah. really creates that yeah. that like repetition like I want to do this yeah. all the time I, I don't think just it, it reminds me to ask God to be an active part of my life exactly and I think you were referencing verse 16 of Second Timothy 3 all scripture is God breathed yeah. and is useful for teaching rebuking Correcting and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Is God breathed? Yeah, I mean it's. And you know, you guys were talking about before this podcast. Yeah, even I didn't really crack into the Bible. I mean, I was like, I, I call myself. I would tell people, yes, I'm a Christian, but I don't read the Bible and I don't go to church. So how can you know how? That's an oxymoron. How could that be possible? And I was like, okay, I've got to take my Christianity seriously. And so, you know, Craig actually brought me into it. He was like, hey, let's do a podcast on faith. And I was like, okay, that's fine. This is what, this is, God has sent 
Craig to me to, you know, to start this thing and getting into the Bible and asking all the difficult questions and testing myself. It's all, you know, every time I do the podcast, it's like doing a, a midterm exam or whatever. It's like studying <laughs> I know. Like, sometimes you fail. Sometimes you don't. You know, sometimes you weeble wobble. But, you know, in the effort in doing it is enough. Yeah. I mean, I think God smiles on us for doing this. I was thinking and, this morning when you yeah. sent me the other yeah. references, yeah. I was like, oh, i got to sit down and do some more homework. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, exactly. Um, but, I mean, honestly, our foundation, when people ask us why, because we're going to be people in our lives who are like, okay, well, I thought about Christianity, but I really don't. So why? Why are you a Christian? If you don't crack it to the Bible, you don't do the things that we're doing right now, what can we really say? What is our really our foundation? Is it based on what someone tells us what it is? Well, my pastor said this and that and the other. So I'm just going to be a parakeet and just repeat that. Or we can open the Bible ourselves and say, listen, this is what I believe. And this is the verses that speak to me. Not because someone told me. It's because I read it and this is what speaks to me. And this is me. how I'm going to navigate my life until salvation. That's exactly right. Yeah, otherwise you just put yourself at the peril of these people. Yeah. You know, you vote for these people, and you let them do these horrible things to, mm -hmm. to others, and you just say, like, well, you know, that's just the way it goes here. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And, you know, the whole point to me and in, in your life and in your, your spiritual life mm -hmm. and in your personal life yeah. is to try to move towards a, you know, towards a community of thought. Yeah. Towards a community of thought, in, hopefully inspired by love. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and, and... <laughs> So, so that you don't feel like, oh, well, there's nothing I can do about this. Yeah. That's what, you know, that's what Trump says, or that's what, you know, mm -hmm. uh, my preacher says, or, or that's what my husband told me to do. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like, you know, you've got to be your own person. Yeah. You know, and, uh, and build, you know, and build that kind of, like, strength from within, mm -hmm. you know. And, and what I love about what we do and what we're sharing with people. I mean, obviously we're just three human beings stumbling around in the darkness looking mm -hmm. for the light. Yeah. But what we are doing is bringing things that we're thinking about every day, concerns that we have or struggles that we're having, mm -hmm. and we're looking to the scripture yes. to inspire us yes. or to other books of faith to inspire us. Mm -hmm. And then we bring that to you guys and you have a more passive role in that you're listening to our conversation, yep. Yep. but that doesn't prevent you from reaching out to us. Exactly. I mean, I've always felt that God wants an intelligent Christian, not just someone who will just accept and just, you know, spew out, you know, whatever someone has told you, but that you will, you know, as you listen to this, you may say, well, wait a minute, I'm, I'm going to agree with that or whatever, or mm -hmm. you may have thoughts, oh, wow, I remember Jonestown and this and that and whatever. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's the reason yeah. why I'm not a Christian or I want to stay away from that. And you may, you know, so write to us and let us know, you know, how you feel. Um, when all scripture is God breath and useful for teaching, mm -hmm. rebuking, correcting, and training. When I think about those four words, teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training, I mean, that really is like a teacher. And it's sort of, it's like an active thing. I mean, not just what someone is giving to me, but what I can give back. Yeah, it's not about just being didactic and telling somebody what to do. It's about like, oh, no, these things are going to be built upon. Yes. Yeah. You know, these you know, this is, this is, you know, it's like, it's like those old people who said like, oh, I just want, I just want the old church the way it used to be. I don't want to build the new, even though the, the stones are crumbling, mm -hmm. you know, you know, they still, you know, are hanging on to this idea that, you know, the 
you know, we need to hold on. Change is hard. Change is hard. It sucks, you know. It's, it's painful. Yeah. But, it, but yeah, I, I, I totally get that. I, you know, I think, and this is, you know, and this is probably going to turn a lot of people off from my Christian view. But I look at, I look at a Hallmark card. Mm-hmm. And I, I see like a phrase like, let heaven, let earth be like it is in heaven. Mm-hmm. Let heaven be here on earth or something like that. Yeah. And that's hokey. It really is. But I really want that. I mean, I really, really do. And and every week in um, in, in church, it's like as, on earth as it is in heaven, you know, in the Lord's, the Lord's prayer. You know, let Let's try to make heaven on earth, people. I mean, that's what Christ was saying. Let's, you know, my kingdom, man, it's not too far away, really. Mm-hmm. You know, you keep worrying about the end of days and the violence and all this crap is going to happen and people are going to be awful. And but what so, are you going to do today? Yeah, but, but the thing is, is like, well, you know, I know what you really want inside, dudes. I know what you really want. You want heaven to be in, here on earth and you want to, you know, you want to come, like, experience it with me, don't you? And they're like, yeah, sure we do. Mm-hmm. And sure, everybody does. And I do, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I really, really do. And I want it to be that Hallmark card. It's not. I know. Yeah. I know. And, and for me just to say, yes, it is, it, you know, makes me into like a, kind of like a crazy fool. But I want to find practical ways of actually making that Hallmark card come yeah. alive. You know, and how do you get your part yeah, together? I, I really want it. I mean, I really want it. So you know, I can't, I can't just wish it or, or believe that just some some you know spiritual leader told me it's so. Yeah. And make it happen. I'm a little bit yeah. more cynical than that. Now think about you this. Know? Think about if everyone felt that way. If everyone felt, hey, what can I do to make everyone else's lives better? Oh, just think about that. Yeah, let that be a starting point. Think about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah true. And, yeah. and I do. I do think about that. Yeah. And I try to find practical ways. Yeah. You know, and they don't have to be giant. Mm-hmm. Giant no, actions are good. Friend of but friend of they don't have to be giant actions. They could be small things a, that you do for the A very good friend of mine took time out yeah. of her life mm-hmm. this past week to start, initiate, and organize a closed drive for mm-hmm. the people in Butte County. Oh, very nice. Without, oh, send me that information. Without it, it's been done. She got. Oh. Mm-hmm. She collected bags full of household items, yeah. clothes, oh. yeah. toys, uh, kitchen things, blankets, shoes, and organized a caravan to take them up to. Wow, that's awesome. Up to the people there, just because she said in her own words, "I got to do something." Yeah. I like you know, that. I mean, yeah. you know, things are happening. People, good people, are doing good things. Yeah. You know, and uh, I mean, we hear about the bad things all the time, but the good things, there are people, there are tons of people who do good things and we never hear about it. And it ties in verse 17, the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. I mean, we talk about the training, you know, what is this teaching, rebuking, correcting and training? What is the training for? So that we can be servants of God and we can do good work. And, the, and, and, those, and those strong people who make those personal decisions like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't just sit here and look at pictures of smoke anymore. Mm-hmm. Can't do it. Got to do something. Yeah. You know. And uh, and they inspire other people. Oh, too. they yeah. do. Oh, absolutely. That's, that's God's inspiration right there, right. man. Yeah. That's it. And my point three, um, is your faith truly making you happy? I mean, I think about um, jumping back very quickly to Jonestown just to touch it. 
maybe in the very be- in beginning, I think they were. I mean, when they walked into the church and heard the preaching and all the wonderful singing and all that sort of stuff. I mean, I think it was, they did get a high. Of course, in the very end, I'm sure they were like, oh, my God, I'm just being weighed down, working too much. I'm so tired. I'm being asked to do too much. I'm separated from my family. What, what, what did I do? Why am I here? And I invite everyone to think, you know, whatever faith you're in, whatever community you're in, Christian community you're in, or whatever the faith is, does it truly make, is it enhancing your life? Does it add value? Yeah. You know, can't just keep looking for the paradise to come. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, otherwise, we'd, you know, nothing changes. Yeah. Nothing changes in your life. Right. I mean, your church has, en- has enhanced your life, has it not? Uh, when I became the church, yes. When I was just sitting in the back, it was nice for the, you know, I got, you know, I got, yeah. When I was just, when you began to participate in the community. Yeah, you know, when I became part of the church. Yeah. Yes. Doesn't mean that it's easy. Yeah. And I get, and I get to see people not just smiling and glad to see me, but people who need me. Yeah. Or people who are, you know, at faults. Yeah. At problems that I can't understand. Yeah. You know, they're more complex, mm-hmm. sort of like me. And um, and once you kind of like start to tear away the, you know, mm-hmm. whatever you thought paradise was going to be. Yeah. And see what it actually is. Mm-hmm. It's, it's sobering. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, I'm glad I'm there being real. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And uh, because I'd much rather do that than like week after week year after year, get my wafer and go home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and nothing's changed. And I'm yeah. still kind of like, well, someday I'll die and go to heaven. Well, and I think whatever. that's where <laughs> I struggle in finding a church is that mm-hmm. I, not only am I looking for a leader that inspires me, mm-hmm. I'm looking for a community that I can be inspired by and help. Mm-hmm. And then I'm also, <laughs> I'm very, very picky. <laughs> sure, and then sure. I also want the music of the church to oh, sure. be something that I enjoy. Yeah. For some reason, that's very important to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I long for that kind of community, and I, I, I struggle with, you know, I visit lots of different churches, and I just struggle because I mm-hmm. want to make sure, like yeah. you were asking, that, that whatever community I commit myself to yeah. adds value to my life. Yeah. But I mean, I'll... Now, let me ask you this. Are you enhanced because, sure, there's a physical church, but are you enhanced by your faith? The very fact that you can tell people, I am a Christian and I'm, and I'm proud, or, you know, I believe in Jesus Christ. I, I do. I feel yeah. that way. Yeah. yeah. And, of course, it's, it can be very nervous. It can be very, oh, gee, how are people going to look upon me? But I, 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 I become more confident in... Um, expressing that to people because yeah. particularly in this area of the country um we have um three percent christianity yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there are a lot of people who express very negative thoughts about yeah. faith um and but i've become more confident in yeah. um Sharing that part of life. Yeah, the liberalism that we have here, there are a lot of folks who are like, ugh, you know, if you talk about church, you know, you're going to just push me away because they they have endured what we're sort of talking about. They've been to the church where it's been dysfunctional and they've been sort of chastised for whatever who they are. It's kind of funny. I don't even worry about that stuff. 
I really don't. Yeah. It's kind of like I want people to look at the way I live my life, and if they ask me how's it going, I can say like, well, man, I gotta let you know it's going okay. <laughs> Not to tell you that you know there isn't a bowl of crap you know I'm, I'm dealing with, but I've got mm-hmm. I've got this really good idea, you know that's like that's like doing nothing but helping me cope and you get, feel supported you know, and, yeah. and grow as a person. Yeah. You know, and it it's kind of evidenced, mm-hmm. hopefully, in, in 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 you know how I'm conducting my life. Yeah. But um but that's just a side effect. Yeah. You know, I mean it's it, I'm not too worried about it. <laughs> you know, saying like, yeah, and, and Christ Jesus, man, I love that guy and he loves me. You know, I I, I got no Problem saying that. I think one of the things that inspires me, especially this last week, mm-hmm. too, is all the women and people of color who were elected, you know, yeah, to um, awesome. to be representatives of us. Yeah. I mean, all the talk of I don't know about people who live outside the area, but all this talk of people wanting more women and wanting more people of color, and only if only we had like a more balanced, you know, kind of representation, would things happen? Well. Guess what? People who never ran for public office before or even intended to ran and won and represent, you know, all these inward desires that seem to have never been manifested before until now. That's inspiring. That tells me as a human being, it's like even though I'm just one person and I may be weak in faith or have been weak in faith, you know, look what it's doing in my life. And, and, and look what it's doing, you know, out in the world. I can be a part of that. Mm-hmm. You know, you know I, so I one thing, listening to what you were saying, Jeb, about yeah. how um, I found, because I have a lot of friends who they are either agnostic or atheist or they really don't even want to talk about religion. Yeah. Um, but they know that I'm a Christian. I'm not sure how because it's not like something that I really talk about. I mean, when I do eat. You know, I say grace and all that sort of stuff. But people have sort of mentioned it to me and almost sort of look at me in a sort of reverent way. I mean, not that I want to be looked upon as reverent, or whatever, but they, they sort of have a respect. Because you're walking the walk. You're not just out there, like, talking all the time about it. Well, yeah, yeah. And I think that because I do get those who are like, ugh, you know, Christianity, please stay away from me. But I get a lot of folks who are like, I know that you're a Christian. I can see it. And that, that that means something to me. That yeah. makes me sort of proud. Also, I was talking, I don't know if you saw this, but Stephen Colbert, he talked this uh, past week about his faith. I want to read he this did. article. This is in the Huffington Post. The Late Show host said his 20-something self turned back to God one cold night in Chicago. The Late Show host Stephen Colbert is known for wearing his Catholic faith on his sleeve, often weaving religion into his criticism of President Trump and using it to call out immoral actions of fellow Christians. But in a candid conversation on the talk show, Faith and Focused, published this past Thursday, Stephen Colbert revealed that his religion convictions hadn't always been so strong. He had, he had spoke about how he'd struggled with doubt in his younger years. He told the show's host, Reverend James Martin, he's a Jesu- Jesuit priest. He oh, I con- love Reverend James Martin. Is that right? Yeah. He was convicted of my own atheism in his early 20s. Here's what Colbert said. I had lost my faith in God to my own grief. I was sort of convinced that I had been wrong all this time, that I had been taught something that wasn't true. But then he said there was a moment when all of that changed. After graduating from Northwestern University in 1986, 
He joined a comedy troupe in Chicago. 22 years old, he was walking through the streets of Chicago on a cold night when a stranger handed him a little green pocket Bible that contained the Christian scriptures and the book of Psalms and Proverbs. Um, Colbert said he was feeling anxious at the time. He flicked the Bible verse recommended to those struggling with anxiety. It turned out to be Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, which contained the verse. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you eat, what you will eat or drink, about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Can any of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And that changed him. It seems to speak directly to him. He said, I was immediately, absolutely lightened. And uh, he said, his life had never been the same. And it goes on and on. I'm going to listen to that. Yeah, I'll, I'll post that on uh, our, our thing. Yeah, Reverend James Martin is someone who I actually follow is on right? Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. I just, I just, I just um, found this thing. It just popped up on my um, mind. That's beautiful. I love yeah. it. <laughs> so you have Stephen Colbert, who, you know, was, because, you know, when I talk about Jonestown and how, you know, they're false, there are reasons why people don't believe in God, because they walked into a church, maybe they were dragged in by their family. Or they don't believe in religious institutions. Exactly. And that's, that's really the point. It's not There's God, it's the that. people that push them away. Like Stephen Colbert, for whatever reason, he was like, oh, you know, this is all much crap. But then... There is something, I tell you, I'd rather be in a world that has a God, exactly, than one that does not. I agree. Yeah. I like that you um, like to go to different kinds of churches. I do, too. Yeah. To to hear how they worship. Yeah. Yeah. I like that, too. I think of it maybe also my commitment phobia in relationships. Also, is my commitment phobia. <laughs> well, <join a> it's <laughs> all part of my own yeah. commitment phobia issue. That's, that's why. That's why I feel. You know, <laughs> that's why I feel like yeah. the, the word just like, sit there as yeah. as a personal kind of like, you know, instruction book for you to deal with the world. It's a. It should be something that kind of like helps you be a better person. Yes. You know, and that's what you want. That's what. That's what you want to attract. That's what you want to, uh, you know, give. Yes. You know, is the best of yourself. Yes. And you want to, and you want to allow others to to do that too. Yes. Um, more than heaven here on earth, a Hallmark card. Man, I really like it. I'm sorry, it may seem totally cornball. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's really yeah. what I want. Yeah. It's really what I want, and I will. I'll work hard to get it. So maybe yeah. what I'm hearing too about. Uh, following a leader or joining mm-hmm. an, a religious organization is trust in your instincts. Yes. Is what I'm, this is what I'm hearing from you guys, mm-hmm. just to help me sure. reclassify it if it's wrong. Yeah. Trust in the Bible and the scripture, yes. both the Old and New Testament, yes. to guide you. Yes. And if what you're hearing from the, the spiritual and secular leaders mm-hmm. um, does not mesh with with your instincts and what you know mm-hmm. of the teachings of the Bible, then maybe they're not the right people. Yeah. yeah and if you can trust in your instincts and yeah. if you can, mm-hmm. you know, trust in God, I think your steps forward of helping others trust too, because there's a lot of mistrust in this world. Yeah. yeah. And, the, and, and, yeah. It's, and people have their guards up and they've been burned. Yeah. You know, and they hurt and they're afraid. Mm-hmm. And are, are they are really leery? Yeah, you know. I, know. I, think, I think there's one thing that we've always talked about throughout all of our podcasts is you as the Christian, you have to pick up the Bible. You have to have a personal relationship with God yourself. I think one of the problems that we have with folks who go into a church or whatever, 
is that they're passive. It's just like what you were saying, Craig. You know, if you are just sitting in the in the pulpit, taking your you know cracker or whatever it is, and not as uh, you know being a part of it, then you only you know you're only being a passive you know member. Mm-hmm. Or if you dive in, but you don't read the Bible, you're simply taking in what the, the minister or whatever says. Mm-hmm. Then you're only parroting what's being given to right. you, but you're not having a relationship with God because you're not having a connection yourself. You yourself can read the Bible. I mean, for me, can I ask? Can I? Can I ask pertinent questions? You know, to the minister. Can I say, hey, you know, there are things that I don't quite understand. Can you explain this to me? This doesn't make sense. Number one. Number two. Can I? Am I isolated? Can I speak to others? Can I go out and you know go to other churches or whatever or do other like some churches would be like, why are you having this podcast? You need to be here in our right, church. Exactly. Talking. To am us. I being isolated or <laughs> can, or can I expand? Yeah. Be quiet and listen for Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And number three, I think it's the most important thing. Does this faith uplift me? Mm-hmm. Does this you know whatever I'm getting this sermon this fellowship? Does it really really uplift me? Does it? On Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, can I have a pep in myself when I go to work or whatever? Does it help me uplift others? Does it help me, as the Bible says, be equipped to give good work to others? Yes. And from what I, re- from yeah. what I observe, well, also yeah. in both your lives, yes. Yeah. Well, all I can say is, yeah, it looks like it's working for you, Reg. Yeah. yeah. Well, for all of us. You know, I mean, we're all doing it. I mean, you know, if, if you know, if. If you're giving a sales pitch, I'm mine. Uh, that's kind of, you know, it, it, and it's yeah. simple because one of the things that we don't do enough, yes. and, it's, and it's hard yes. because we're so, I don't know if you're like me, I'm so kind of like introspective and like doubting and kind of like, God, you know, I just got, oh, man, I need, I was planning on getting that shit together this week or whatever, mm-hmm. and then, you just don't feel like you're there yet. Sure. And it, it really is it really is a shame because a lot of the times I want to tell somebody genuinely how wonderful they are. Yeah. I mean, I just want to so bad, and I feel as though, well, I'm, I don't believe I'm all that great yet, so maybe now's not the time. <laughs> you know? We need, sure. to, we, need to, we need to be better people so that we can tell other people yeah. and, and uplift them. You know, and, and if that's Christianity, then great. If that's, you know, aliens or tarot cards... Or whatever, you know, great. Mm-hmm. But the, the whole point is to gather enough inner strength, yeah, so that you can kind of bring your neighbor up, yeah, when they're down. It's it's yeah. wonderful. It's wonderful that you pointed that out because it's one of the things that one of the saddest things about Jonestown. They were beaten up, you know. They were sort of yeah. chastised, and that's another bad trait about cults where they bring you in to tell you how awful you are. And how you know you need to you need the church to make you feel wonderful. A church should uplift you up. I mean, exactly. there's wonderful. Yeah. There is a little bit of God. That's why God. you're there. Yeah, we're God's children. Yeah, and I think He's a proud parent. I hope so. I mean, honestly, He'll be even more prouder when we do the good works that He wants us to do. But if we're God's children, then we can't be that bad. Yeah. And I think that's important. It's an important button to have as we go into the holiday season because you know, sure, if you're going with a wonderful family and everything is wonderful, hunky dory, that's great. But some of us, you know, we have dysfunctional families, or you know, we're dreading going into, oh, I gotta go to Thanksgiving dinner with whatever. Remember, you are a child of God, and you are special. You are wonderful, and you know, no matter how anyone else thinks of you, 
you know, remember, God loves you. I mean, it's, it's, I know it's one of those hallmark, hallmark it is a hallmark thing, but it's, 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 it's very useful. Yes. You know, it's very useful. It's, it's the thing that enables you to endure the uncle who wants to talk politics with you at Thanksgiving <laughs> and to, uh, and, and, and to any doubt that you have in your mind on every day. You know, and, and the brother-in-law who thinks like, why haven't you gotten a decent job yet? And, you know, these are the things that you need to say to yourself and steal yourself with, yeah. you know, in, in, in this world that we're trying to navigate through is that God loves you right now. Yep. Not, not next week when you get your shit together. Yeah. Right now. Yes. You know. And yes. when you remind people of that and you remind people of the positive attributes that you want to share with them, Greg, yeah. it's a ripple effect. I just, know, just, like, just a little bit, like doing that little food or clothes drive. One little thing you have leads no to idea another little thing. What, that, yeah. what a difference that makes in the world. Yeah. And, and God likes to put a little multiplier on crap like that. Yes. And say, like, you know, that may seem small, but. Hell no, it's big because it impacts others. It inspires others. You yeah, know, and it that's, does. And, and that's, you know, mm-hmm. that's a bonus. Yeah. Um, I was just thinking our time, maybe we need to start. Yeah, yeah let's we'll wrap it up right now. May, uh, I, yes, please. may I say the prayer? Mm-hmm. Dear Heavenly Father, please help us walk in gratitude every day. Um, your hope guides us. And um, help us look to you and your scripture more in our day-to-day life. Help us look at the false prophets, both secular and clerical, um, and recognize them for what they are. Help us bring joy and light into other people's lives. Um, And thank you for providing your love and support to us. In your holy name we pray. Amen. And for everyone who's listening, have a wonderful Thanksgiving holiday season. And remember, God loves you. We love you. And uh, please give us some feedback um, on, um, you know, Twitter, Facebook, or any of that stuff. Yeah, and if you're struggling with something or have a question about your faith, send us that. And we can can explore it. And looking forward to everyone to Advent. And uh, we've got a lot of anticipation. Maybe a little anxiety or anticipation, but, you know, these are the birth pangs. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah, look at Mark 13, 1 through 8 as well. Yeah, absolutely. Right on. Okay. (laughs) And here is my blurb. Faith is a podcast open to anyone. You may not believe at all. You may be Muslim, Jewish, agnostic, or atheist. You may have had horrible experience in the church, which have made you turn your back to God. You can still have faith. We ask that you listen to this podcast, even challenge us. We're on Facebook. SoundCloud, that's where the podcast is. You can also uh, write us directly. I have a uh, Twitter and also Instagram account. You can find me, Reg Space Clay, and DL Character for Deb. And share what you feel. Don't feel alienated because we speak of what we believe. The Bible's been around for thousands of years, and even now, in the age of the internet and social media and great technology, it still has a message for all of us. You can listen to this podcast on the Apple Podcast app or on iTunes. Just open up your iTunes app, click on Store. Go on the search engine on the upper right-hand side and search for you got to have faith, and you'll find us. If you use Android, download the SoundCloud app or just go on SoundCloud.com. Search for us, and you will find us. Thank you for listening, and God bless.